0: It's 9.30 in 716. Behind the scenes at the SPCA,
1: they love it here, but they would love it even more to have a forever home. That's for sure. You know, we've had so many this year. We went up a thousand animals in the last two years just by coming to this new place and being more visible
2: to the community. Now we walk into the Department of Veterinary Services. We've got ICU for dogs, ICU for cats. We've got a surgical suite completely outfitted. We've got uh, recovery rooms. We've got. Ec-
0: I'm Tim Wenger on 9:30 in. 716 the radiothon for the spca serving erie county is on the air and we all know the spca basics they rescue animals and offer adoptions but there there's really so much more they offer wildlife services veterinary services shelter services all in their new and expansive facility off Harlem Road in West Seneca, in the shadows of the New York State Thruway.
2: Right now we are in our all-new dog kennels.
0: I walked through the SPCA with none other than Gina Browning, a familiar voice on WBEN.
2: And I'm always interested to hear from people who say, I don't want to go to the SPCA because I'm nervous, I feel like it's a sad place. People who haven't been here might be envisioning some kind of a dungeon. And when they actually walk in, they're usually surprised at how bright and airy and happy it is. That You hear happy barks right now, as a matter of fact. Yeah, so it, it's just a, a pleasant place to be. And what people may not realize as they're walking through the kennels is that every aspect of the kennels was designed with the intention of lowering shelter stress as much as possible. So in the kennels, people will see Dutch doors for instance. That's because about 25 years ago, studies came out that animals who are actually able to be touched and interacted with experience lower shelter stress. We've got some tempered glass on the doors. Some of the walls are, the glass walls are blotted out. That's because some of the dogs are a little nervous seeing dogs across from them. They feel threatened. And when we temper the glass, when they can't see, they they feel a little more secure and safe in their kennels. Everything right down to the handles was designed to try to help reduce shelter stress
0: all right so everybody that comes through here as we kind of walk through can can view these the the, the dog we're in the dog area obviously right now that's right okay Mm -hmm. Um, so they can they can view the animals and I can see our uh, wonderful promotions department is now looking what are we looking at here
1: we're looking at Missy she's so sweet she's so so sweet and she's so timid and she just has such a beautiful demeanor
0: That's Samantha, and she's uh, our our promotions manager, and and Sam, um, Gina was just telling me that they've kind of taken steps to make the animals more comfortable here, right down to the, you know, some of the opaque glass and stuff when the animals are nervous. I mean, it's really kind of impressive.
1: Yeah, it's amazing, and you walk down here, and you can just see the dogs. They all have so much personality. Some of them are are barking. Some of them are, you know, whining at the door. Their little snouts underneath the the little opening of the door, and, you know, just seeing it, they they love it here, but they would love it even more to have a forever home that's for sure
0: all right we're gonna work on that all day long so this is like the everybody knows this part of the SPCA I, I think so yeah so, Samantha may be uh,
2: interested to know that Missy's adoption fee is half off right now during the radiothon we've got half off all adoptions
0: and you'll get a leash too
2: that's right I can help out with that I'll throw that in
0: all right so let's walk through and I think we're gonna find some areas that people might not be as familiar with but so we've just passed by all of the dogs and uh some more behave than others, that's just like right. humans. That's
2: right. You know, well, some of them, you know, it's funny you say that because there are some who, they exhibit one type of personality within the kennel. And there are animals who, when they're taken out of those kennels, they, after about five or ten minutes, they are exhibiting completely different personality traits. And that's part of why we tell people, if you are going to come in to seriously consider adoption, don't come running in on your lunch hour, don't come come when you have some time you want to take these animals out in the warmer weather we have a play yard outside get to know what these animals are like outside of the kennel because generally they are exhibiting very different dispositions outside the kennel.
0: okay now we're walking into veterinary services tell me about this
2: back in tonawanda when i started at the spca in 1990 our entire infirmary was probably the size of what would now be considered a large walk-in closet Now we walk into the Department of Veterinary Services, we've got ICU for dogs, ICU for cats. We've got a surgical suite completely outfitted. We've got uh, recovery rooms. We've got x-ray rooms. It's amazing to see how this organization has grown because of the community believing in us and donating to allow this. We've got a fully outfitted staff. When I started in 1990, we had no full-time veterinarians. We had two full-time veterinary technicians and one part-time. Now we've got a completely staffed hospital yeah,
0: you know, when I look through here, I mean, it really looks it looks like a hospital, like a medical facility, because that's what it is.
2: That's exactly what it is, and I'm only speaking from the shelter side. We also have the all-new Lipsy Clinic, which is a veterinary clinic for members of the public who have owned pets, who want to seek basic veterinary care. So we've got two of these right here at the SPCA on Harlem Road.
0: I know we've heard a lot about Lena Salmark and and his uh, program, and we're telling about them uh, that rather on the radio all day today and and forever. But um, he was here last week and we came in this room, this area, and they were they were working on a bird, a hawk. hawk. That was pretty uh, intricate work being done on, on, I think, whatever you want to call the claws. Uh, The (laughs) The the
2: talon. You were close, though. They could be claws. You know, uh, it it was so nice having Linus here and to see his genuine interest when he heard, I think you and I were down in wildlife with him when he first heard that the hawk came in, and when he heard that we were taking x-rays and drawing blood to try to do what we could to rehab the hawk, his first question was, can I watch? And he he wanted to watch all of this happening. You know, we've got that fully outfitted wildlife center that we're visiting next. Uh, That Is another, I I can't even say that that started as a walk-in closet. That started as the smallest linen closet in your home. That was how that department started. Now we have a fully outfitted wildlife center. All right,
0: well, let's walk over to the wildlife center. And while we do that, um, you've been here for just over a year, right, in this building. How, growing pains, or you know, how, how are you settling in?
2: Yeah, you know, I think the growing pains were more on the part of my coworkers, and that was something that really took me by surprise. I was very naive about that. Once you, even though we had outgrown that building by leaps and bounds in Tonawanda, when you make that change, there are so many concerns like animal flow. Something as simple as which door will the dogs come in versus which door will the cats come in. Things that seem simple were a little more complicated. We had to make sure that the animals weren't exposed to each other. We had to make sure that the animals were being led to the infirmary a certain way. So there was a little bit of stress on the part of, of my co workers. and uh, I, I, it took me by surprise. The
0: location I think has gotta be um good not that the old, old location was bad but i mean you're in central erie county you guys serve you're not an erie county agency but you're you serve erie county and you're right smack dab in the middle
2: we sure are the visibility helps and i think with with our staff once they saw how the animals were relaxing more quickly here once they saw how quickly the dogs responded to being in a the kennel they didn't spend three days shaking the way they sometimes did in Tanawanda. same with the cats i think once our staff once we all saw that happening we all started to relax because we saw the animals adapting to the new facilities so much more quickly.
0: All right, what are all these folks doing in here? We're in the Wildlife They're Center, right? we
2: here in our Wildlife Center, yeah. Again, this is a department that started out, literally, it was the closet of our infirmary back in Tanawondo. That's when the Wildlife Department officially started back in the early 90s. Sometime in the early 2000s, we decided to expand and we walled in a corner of the garage. So that became our wildlife center. And uh, even with that small area where our hardworking staff just worked day and night, and I mean around the clock with wildlife, We became the largest rehab facility in New York State based on our release numbers. And they were operating outside of a corner of our garage. Now we have a fully outfitted wildlife center. We've got a surgical suite for wildlife. They even have their own entrance. And uh, they take probably close to 3,000 animals a year. So I was going to
0: ask, what ends up here and how does it end up here and who brings it here?
2: Members of the community. Again, you know, Buffalo is unique. Erie County, all of Erie County, really, and surrounding areas. It's unique in that we've got a community of people who don't just care about domestic animals. They are invested in the lives of wildlife around them. We've got people who will spend time watching families of falcons. Do you remember the falcons on the sure, santler? Yeah. People just watching these animals. People invested in the lives of owls that are reproducing right in their yards in large owl nests. And as soon as they see something wrong, something's going wrong, there's a swan that needs rescuing in Lake Erie. There's a squirrel trapped in a bird feeder. We're on it. They call us and there are people who will try to secure the wildlife themselves and bring the animal to us before it dies. All summer long you will see a room full of pigeons with bandaged wings and splints. We actually had our wildlife veterinarian, uh, Dr. Sloat, pin the wing of a Baltimore Oriole and I'm sure we've got our wildlife director Barbara Haney here. I'm sure she could share more on the different animals who have been helped here.
1: You know, we've had so many this year. We went up 1,000 animals in the last two years just by coming to this new place and being more visible to the community. But we've had eagles, we've had beavers. We've had three beavers this year, which is amazing. One had a broken femur. The Actually, we had a beaver come in with broken ribs the same day that Ruth Bader Ginsburg broke her ribs. And okay. we don't generally <laughs> name our beavers, but that day we had to name that one Ruth, Ruth. Beaver Ginsburg, yes. Um, we have a baby pigeon. Uh, pigeons are the only animals we, that uh, are having babies right now, and we have one right over here. It's so cute. Um, you probably could hear its little sounds if you wanted to. You know, I was
0: telling Gina I was here last week when Lena Salmark was here, and you brought him in here, and yeah. you, were, you were talking with him, I know, a lot, and you were working on a hawk, right? And the talon of the The hawk how impressed are you
1: yeah that's right so yeah we in fact we have a hawk um we had a hawk that we we had here for months probably about four or five months that had west nile virus and um probably five or five years ago, we just couldn't do anything with it. If a hawk came to us with West Nile, unfortunately we had to euthanize it. We didn't know what we could do. And this is an emerging field, this wildlife medicine. And we have these vets coming here to learn because they don't see it. Um, and, and we're really special to do it. And so anyway, we've learned that in West Nile and in hawks, you just wait, give them patience, give them a little anti-inflammatory and allow the them to fight that, that, that virus on, on their own and just give them supportive care and, and we're releasing them now. So, you know, we're just learning as we go here um, and, and we're doing great things. I, I just see amazing things every single day here.
0: Awesome, thank you so much. And I think as, uh, you know, we kind of continue our tour here, I mean, that's definitely, Gina, is one of the areas of the SPCA. I think people don't see that much unless they absolutely need it, but they don't see the impact and it's great.
2: I'll tell you one thing I learned here, I had very little knowledge. I'm embarrassed at the lack of knowledge I had on wildlife. And I was one of those people who would go and feed the deer and i would feed actually you know what we oh oh we see some of our officers walking through we're going to talk to our officers later on Uh, but i was one of the people i would bring my nieces and nephews and feed the deer and feed wildlife and it wasn't until we had this wildlife department and i started learning what was wrong with that and why that shouldn't be transpiring um I, i didn't understand why when we had a coyote that was almost dead of mange and we rehabbed it why the coyote was released back to the same area I came from. I, I didn't understand. I thought, well, why don't we go to a more rural area? And, you know, I was very naive about that as well. I, I, just the lack of knowledge. Through this wildlife department, I've learned so much about the wildlife around us. Uh, and, and these animals seem to come in spurts. If we have one coyote in for treatment, we'll have five. You know, now we haven't seen one in a couple years. I'm thinking I'm just jinxing us because we're probably going to end up with a few coyotes now. But yeah, you know, we it's, it's interesting. The more we learn about the wildlife around us the better and more compatibly we can live with them
0: all right where are we going now
2: now we are going to take a walk right back down to uh, the adoption area and we're going to go into the cat areas Uh, just like the dog kennels our cat rooms were designed with the intention of lowering shelter stress for the cats, too. Um,
0: Back in the hustle and bustle of the lobby.
2: Yep, walking through the lobby, back over to the cat area. And actually, I'm going to interrupt our visit to the cat area for one moment because we have behavior and enrichment volunteers who come in for the dogs and cats. We also have behavior and enrichment people who come in to provide enrichment to rabbits. And we've got one of our volunteers setting up a rabbit enrichment area we have volunteers who will be in later setting up enrichment pens for our rodents because you know these aren't we don't want any of these animals just sitting in a cage or a kennel all day. You know, it's not enough to walk them once or take them out once a day. You have to keep their mind stimulated all There's
0: day. A big old rabbit, right? So there. here's
2: a rabbit. This might be the first rabbit who's going to be enriched as we're <laughs> as we're talking. But
0: looks like that rabbit hasn't missed a meal.
2: No, 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 not at all. No, we, we care for them very well here. <laughs> but yeah, now we're in the cat room, and again, just like the kennels, every part of the cat room was designed to lower shelter stress. For a long time back in Tonawanda, I think the shelter industry overall treated cats and dogs. The same until we started learning the differences between the two species. I I mean, beyond the obvious differences how people adapt, why they adapt, what the animals adapt best to. With cats, some people walk into the cat room the way we walked in, and we've got condo villages. We've got group housing here. A lot of people walk through and say, well, why don't you have that for all the cats? Because not all the cats respond well to this type of living. There are some cats who don't do well around other cats and would feel incredibly threatened if they were A, in a shelter environment, and B, threatened by other cats all day long. That cat would be hiding, would become sick very quickly, and become unadoptable very quickly. So we also have cages that are double-wide. We've got a powder room and a living area in the cages. Of course, course we have to have, they have to have a private powder. We don't want to embarrass them, you know. So there are cats who live in that manner because that lowers their shelter stress.
0: These cats look anything but stressed.
2: Yeah, you know what, we have to we have to give credit to our animal enrichment volunteers, our advocates who come in. These are not just volunteers who are here to spend time with the cats. These are people who are trained to watch the cats, watch what types of toys they respond to, watch what will make a cat who's hiding and shaking ultimately stop hiding and stop shaking and then they record this information so we have diaries. People go home with these animals and they have some knowledge of what the animal likes what will help the animal deal with the stress of moving to a new environment. You know, it's not just the new environment of an animal shelter that stresses out an animal. Any kind of environmental switch will stress out an animal. So we help them understand what to do in their homes. What might work for Antonia here might not work as well for Keisha. And because of our advocates, uh, they will tell us that. They'll tell us what cat will respond most likely to what behavior best. And You know what I
0: notice too when I come through? Everything's clean. Everything's in order. Nothing you know, nothing smells. Nothing looks yeah. out of order. It's really amazing the, the, the care and uh, cleanliness here.
2: it's so We've got the most incredible staff. I have to say, today, the day of the radiothon, because we started so early, we had that behind the scenes staff here three a.m. They were here. Wow. I mean, I thought I was early at four thirty. There were people here long before me. They're the ones who are doing so much work, and they're the ones you don't see. They're behind the scenes, and and we owe so much to them. It's the heart and soul of the shelter. All
0: right. Final stop, next stop.
2: Final stop is going to be back back into our adoptions lobby, and we're going to head into our open house area. Okay. Because there we can just take a quick glimpse of all of our departments on display. Okay. Uh, We've got our pause for Love program, the therapy dogs, on display. We've got our investigations department that we referred to earlier on display. Um, Investigations is another one of those departments that people don't often see firsthand. Because they're on the road, they're doing what they should be doing with these cruelty investigations. Unfortunately, people usually only hear about them when there is a case that makes the news. And when there's a case that somehow warrants uh, cruelty charges and and court attention. But we have got a full staff on the road every day servicing all of Erie County investigating these calls on cruelty.
0: Okay. Uh, You know, I mentioned Lena Salmark earlier. Um, Talk about... uh, is all marks sparks
2: all marks barks is dedicated to helping find more homes for more shelter dogs we are going to draft a member of our kennels uh, in fact it's china doll who was our new sound last week China Dell is our first draft for Allmark's Barks, and uh, what happens is we will be sending that picture out, Linus Allmark will be putting that on his social media platforms, and the Buffalo Sabres will as well, It allows us to put word of our amazing dogs out to a whole different audience than we've been able to reach, so we're very excited over it.
0: Okay, final stop, we're in a nice big room here, and like you said, all of the different departments are here.
2: That's right, people who come in during the Radiothon can participate in much more than the actual Radiothon, they can Come on into our open house. They can learn more about our educational farm and the animals who are out there. They can learn more about the animal transport program. You'll be seeing some of that later this afternoon. Animals coming in from other parts of the country, where they may have been euthanized. We are receiving shelter, and and they will not be euthanized here. So you can learn a little bit more about all these programs that you may not know are happening here at the SPCA.
0: All right. So everybody should come on down, or at the very least, they should get online or give us a phone call at eight seven three.
2: SPCA, that number only works today.
0: Eight seven three seven seven two two. right? That's right. And you can always give online.
2: Oh, always. Every day of the week you can give online, yep.
0: I hope you'll join me in being an angel for the animals. Complete details at wben.com and at yourspca.org slash 2018radiothon. And thank
1: you. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo.